The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello, and welcome to Cast a Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? What's up, Don? Hello, people in the crowd that we can't see. This much love, as always. <laughs> welcome to another episode, Anwar. Glad that you could join me. It's G1 season, so there's a lot of action we need to recap. For sure. Except we ain't doing no prelim matches. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're getting right to the point. But before we get in tonight, too, just want to let everybody know that you can find Cast a Strong Style on the web at CSPN.us. You can also subscribe to Cast a Strong Style through iTunes, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and YouTube. So the B Block. We're back in Japan. They take center stage for night two. Our very first matchup, we see Shingo Takage. He faces up against Juice Robinson. The Pulp Friction is countered into the Nashigami, and the Pumping Bomber gets a two count. Shingo sets for the last of the dragon, but Juice cradles him for his own two count. The left-handed god follows, Followed up with Pope Friction and Juice Robinson gets the win over Shingo. That match was hard hitting and really fun to watch. And it was a great way to start B Lock and get this tournament restarted. And I was like shocked that Shingo lost, but I get what they're saying. It's like Juice is one of the top performers in the heavyweight division, and you just can't can't just come up and just think you're just going to beat me. I like how they like subverted like what you thought was going to happen by having Shingo lose. And even though Shingo lost, he was strong as fuck in the match. So it's like, yeah, he lost, but it was still an awesome match. Ain't no shame in losing a hard-fought match. But yeah, no, 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 no Shingo running the table in this time. This match definitely did the name of this podcast justice because this was definitely strong style. They were forearming and hitting lariats and big punches on each other. The left hand of Juice, the right hand of Shingo. And uh, I love the story as I was watching it with my buddy telling him that, you know, Shingo is a light heavyweight, Juice is a heavyweight, and that the story is going to be can he hang being Shingo with these heavyweights, the things that he normally did to the juniors, you know, don't quite resonate the same with the heavyweights. So he has to come up with some, a little bit varied offense. And it was cool to see Uh him change his style up a little bit to, you know, figure out what juice was doing to him and kind of counteract. I like that a lot. So good touch, good opening match for juice. And like you said, uh, good representation for Shingo, even at a loss. Exactly. Next match, John Moxley. He took on Taichi. So this is John Moxley's first match in his G1 career. 
This would be a lot of fun as he's going to be in a block where he's going to go up against a lot of people that's going to test his style and how he likes to wrestle. Taichi shoves Moxley into the ref and he gets an enziguri and he gets a chair. Moxley cuts Taichi off and Taichi begs off, but Moxley throws the chair in his face. Taichi counters into the gate of clutch for a two count. Moxley then cuts off the super kick by Taichi. He hits the Death Rider, and John Moxley is victorious in his first ever G1 match. I was initially like looking at this match as like, where, how can this, or where would this go? And man, it was fucking awesome. I really digged it. It clicked with me. I was surprised at how well they worked together, and I was like, wow, I didn't expect it to be this good of a match. It's just like. So it was really cool, and it was cool to see Moxie like break out some other stuff in his arsenal. Like I'm not going to keep doing the same crap. I'm gonna add stuff, and I was like, I like that. I like that. So it's really high on this match. I was really high on that. Moxie versus Tai Chi. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, John Moxley and Tai Chi definitely deliver. I was kind of shocked to see it second in the lineup of the matches for the B Block this particular evening. But mm-hmm. they definitely set a pace that was uh, very good, to, and, and it set the you know the stage for the rest of the people to follow. I like the way, like you said, that Moxley is adding to his repertoire. He's not, mm-hmm. um, you know, relying on the same kind of six seven moves. He's yep. you know doing different things with the different wrestlers. I like that uh, how this match started, where he does the entrance through the crowd with Shota. And then all of a sudden, Taichi just comes out and meets him, and they jump started like that. Mm-hmm. He like you know, he didn't wait for him or anything. So I really like Taichi's aggressiveness and uh, the way that Moxley had to kind of battle from underneath to start the match. And uh, yeah, I just like the way this was formatted. And like you, I was totally into it and enjoyed every part of it. So good for my man Taichi. <laughs> Naito versus Iyano. These two just cracked me up. I was watching this a late night, and I just burst <laughs> out in laughter. Yano distracts the ref and gives Naito a, Naito a low blow and pulls his shirt over his head. Yano spears Naito. He pins him, and he gets the win. Oh, man. Um, This was really funny. I did not have Yano winning that match at all. <laughs> But I just, I just love. It's good to like have some comedy here and there, and Yano serves a purpose to give people a night off because G1 is a grueling ass tournament. And I've heard some, I think I've heard kind of reports that Naito might be a little bit banged up. So this is, this is nice. He, you know, we had to take no real bumps. He just did his job and was able to go home. That's okay sometimes. Yano continues to figure out new and inventive ways to pull off his shtick. The pulling the shirt over Naito's head just just took me out. It killed me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love everything about that match. And like you said, it brings some levity to you know the block that he's in, so you don't have all these hard hitting you know matches over and over and over and over. You get one that's kind of quick and. You know, funny and light, and like you said, gives the guys a day off. 
and they know, oh, I got Yano. We're gonna do something fun. I'm gonna take minimal bumps and and almost have like a, a two day break instead of a one in between their single <laughs> matches. Two guys who don't do anything light. They take a lot of big bumps and they deliver them as well. Jeff Cobb versus Ishii. Jeff Cobb drops the straps. The tour of the islands is countered. We get an Inshiguri by Ishii and the sliding lariat connects for a two count. Ishii looks for the Rainbuster. They trade strikes and then we get headbutts by Ishii and he gets Jeff Cobb up and the Brainbuster gets the win for Ishii. That was a great main event. Great way to close out the first night of B Block. And oh, I was whoa, whoa, whoa. so sure that caught. That's a, that's a semi. Oh, the semi? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I'm tripping, man. Damn. My bad. But anyway, I really, 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 really dug it. Like that match. And I, the way, like, um, Cobb blocked the sliding lariat, that shit really popped me. <laughs> Cause it's easy hit so many people with that, and he was like, "I was like, nah, you're not going. That's not going to work today, bro." And I just like at certain points of the match, I was like, "Cobb gonna get, Cobb gonna really win." And then Ishii just like took him out. I was like, "Oh damn, no title defense for you, bro." But that was an awesome match. Ishii continues to deliver nothing but the finest when it comes to his individual big matches, semi-main events, main events, G1 tournaments, any type of pay-per-view event, spectacular. This was exactly what I thought it was going to be from the time that they had the tag team match last weekend before in Dallas, and they just had that two minutes of interaction. It lived up to everything I was hoping it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it looked like Jeff Cobb was going to get it, but Ishii dug a little bit deeper, and he pulled it out, and uh, I was just with a big smile on my face going, that's my man. Ishii is is definitely one of my favorites. I think he's number two when it comes to my favorites right now in New Japan. I've always loved Ishii. He's amazing. Now it's time for the main event of Night 2 in the B Block. Anwar Starwin's favorite, Goto, faces off against Jay White. Jay White counters the GTR. They trade strikes, but Goto grabs uh, Goto, but Goto grabs Jay White by the hair. Excuse me to counter the Blade Runner. The final cut connects to Goto. Jeto is in the ring, but Goto scares him away. We get to shoot a Kai by Goto, and we get a near fall. The Ishiguroshi follows, but Jay White kicks out at two. Goto follows with kicks, and he hits the GTR, and Goto gets the win over Jay White. I remember last week, like, me, me and Miss Man was, that was just clowning, like, man, Goto ain't winning shit, bro. And then, Goto actually won, so... <laughs> I think sometimes our conditioning from WWE fucks with us to certain things. And sometimes we are right about certain things because we've seen it before. But we weren't right on this one. <laughs> like, did not see go to winning, but I was happy that he did because he would have looked like a total herb if he didn't win. We did all that when with the overseas train with your bottom only to come home and lose. That, that would have sucked. 
So, I'm glad Golden won. I'm glad Jay caught a fade. And I'm glad somebody pulled his head when he tried to do the Blade Runner because somebody should have been did that shit, to be quite honest with you. I like the counters. I like the story that they told. And really does the match, man. So, yep. High quality stuff when I was watching this and as it was progressing, that's all I was thinking about was you and Madame Lizette going, Man, good who ain't got no chance. Jay White about to get this. And then all of a sudden when the pin goes down, it's like, oh man, I wonder what Anwar is thinking right now. <laughs> Cause he doubted his man and his man came through. Yeah, like you said, you know, it the the time with Shibata pays off. Uh, he comes into this and he starts off hot and he starts off, you know, with some new aggression, some new intensity. And uh, looks like he is in for a very, very, very big run in this year's tournament. So I'm looking forward to bigger and better things from Goto. Now we shift yep. over to night three. The A block is back on center stage. We start off with. Hoss match, Lance Archer versus Bad Luck Fale. The Bad Luck follows counter, and Archer takes out Jado, and he hits the pounce. The chokeslam follows for a two count. Lance Archer applies the claw, and he pins Fale, and Lance Archer gets another win to start off the G1. Man, I just... Archer's fucking killing it right now. Mm-hmm. You can have a match of bad luck parlay and keep me interested. Fuck, that was awesome. <laughs> like, I just love his new character. I love how he's embracing being solo. I love his wild shit he says in between matches. Because <laughs> if you say it's a wild shit, you be beating up them young lines too. He be walking casual, then all of a sudden you start beating their ass. <laughs> oh, man. Props to Fowler. He put in a good performance because you still need a dance partner to bring it to. He did enough, but Archer, Archer, man. Woo! He's killing it. He's killing it. I hope he keeps it up, man. Because most of us was looking at this match and I was like, man, I don't know how Archer going to pull out a good match with Fowler, but he did it. Like you said, Lance Archer rejuvenated since his return to New Japan being back in the G1 for the first time in several years. And he is making the most of his opportunity. He is definitely looking like a threat in this year's tournament, having some of the best matches of his career. And uh, I'm looking forward to what he's got coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. Will Osprey faced Sonata in this A-block matchup. The Robinson special connects, and the Oz cutter is countered and turned into the skull end. Osprey rolls out of the skull in and hits the buzzsaw kick, the Oz cutter, and then he hits the Stormbreaker, and Will Osprey gets the victory. Man, I I dug the match, but I felt like they have a better match in them together that they can get to someday. But I really enjoyed this match, and even though I want a Sonata to win. I get why they let Osprey win because he needed he needed a win, and Sonata Fire is the best person for him to lose to beat. So, yep, that was a really good, really good match. Nothing new with Osprey. He's just keeping up his streak of 
entertaining performances. Definitely par for the course for Will Ospreay at this time. Uh, he did get injured in this match, and he's actually being held out uh, for a couple of days. So his next matchup is kind of up in the air. I haven't heard any latest news. I heard. I thought that he's, he was cleared. Okay. At least, right. that's, what I, at least, at least what I, that's what I saw from like um, Global earlier. Okay, yeah. I haven't checked it today. So just when I saw it, they were like holding him out, and they were going to make a decision. So if he's cleared, he's cleared. All right. Mm-hmm. Next up, my favorite, Zack Sabre Jr. He took on the IWGP heavyweight champion, Okada. Okada hits drop kicks, but Sabre counters the Rainmaker into the European clutch for a two count. Okada looks for a tombstone, but it's countered, and Sabre locks on the octopus hole variation. Okada counters and transitions into a spinning Rainmaker. Then he hits the Rainmaker proper, and Okada gets the win over Zack Sabre Jr. That match surprised me in this link because I was like, this is a match where Okada probably going to lose and they'll do a title match at the Royal Crown Hall or something. But I was wrong and Zack took a loss and wow. So it was just move on. But it was a really good match for what it was. I really love to see Okada put in different situations have different matches than his, you know, long title matches, mm-hmm. which I'm a big fan of as well. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, to yeah, see yeah. a match like this where he's up against a more technical guy and he has to kind of think in there and, and and get out of certain holes and use more counters, I really like to see him tested in that form. And Zack Sabre Jr. is my fave, so... I always like to see him in any type of match. And when he gets against high-level competition like Okada, he usually shines, and that was no different in that match to me. Next up, Kota Ibushi versus Evil. Kota hits the Bumbaye, he drops the knee pad, and he hits another one for a near fall. Ibushi looks for the Kamagoye, but Evil counters. And he hits a huge lariat. The darkness falls, connects for a two count. He follows that up by everything is evil. And evil gets the win over Kota Abushi. It was a really dope match. And it was a big victory needed for evil because he's been slumping a little bit lately. So to get a victory over Abushi's big, they had pretty good chemistry. And the final stretch was really ridiculous. So. I mean, I like how they use like the leg like injury within the confines of the match to like, like, it's a story beat. So that was really cool. I really dug this match. So good, good on Evil. Kota Ibushi had an or has not had he has an injured ankle after the match with Kenta in the first uh, night of the tournament where he did the. Uh, Pascada out of the ring and he hurt his ankle. So in this match, they played up on that. He was, uh, you know, limping across the ring when he was getting thrown into the buckles. He did a one-legged moonsault, which was fantastic. 
and just playing up the ankle injury. So like he said, it was a big part of the matchup. Evil with a big statement here because Kota Ibushi is a favorite to win this thing or at least be in the finals. And to have him start 0-2, it was a big statement for Evil. And, you know, he can go back and solidify his standing within LIJ. He's got a victory now. So he can hold mm-hmm. his chest out in front of Naito and Shingo and say, mm-hmm. This is the reason why I wasn't putting my fist up. Because I was focused. <laughs> <laughs> Now we go to the main event of the evening for night three. Kenta takes on the ace Tanahashi. The go to sleep is countered into three twists and shouts. The sling blade connects for a two count. Tanahashi, he heads up top and the high cross follows. Back up, the high fly flow eats the knees of Kenta. Kenta follows with the sleeper hold. Tanahashi fades, and Kenta looks for a PK. It gets countered, but Kenta counters the dragon screw leg whip. He hits a PK, and then he hits the go to sleep, and Kenta gets the victory over Tanahashi. It was better than his match versus Ibushi. Tanahashi selling as the ring psychology really helped the match. Um, Shibata looks younger without the beard. I love Tanahashi not hesitating to, to, to shake like Kenta's hand. Like, I, you got more work to do before you get my respect. And I liked on commentary that he told the story that it took Nakamura a decade for him to get the handshake for Tanahashi. So this is the thing that Tanahashi does. <laughs> but also, match they put them against the right perfect person. And more, more of that ring rush is coming off of Kenta. And his post-match promo was really cool. So... Really, really, really dug this match. This probably like thus far, like out of these three nights, that's probably my favorite match. I really enjoyed this match as well. I thought it was a big statement for Kenta. It definitely established him as a big time player. I like his promo where he was like, you know, you don't know my style, but if you keep watching this these matches in this tournament, you will get to know my style and you will get and you will get to respect me and my style. So I thought it was a really good message that he had in his promo afterwards. And um, Tanahashi, he's the best. Even in a loss, he still brings out the best that he's got. And when you beat Tanahashi, you've beaten someone, regardless of if it's the semi-main event, the main event, the match, third match from the end. You know, he definitely works hard to make you earn your victories. So great work by those two gentlemen. This is Cast a Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente. I'm joined by my co-host, Anwar Starwin. We're talking about nights two through four in this year's G1 Climax Tournament from New Japan Pro Wrestling. So our final night that we're going to talk about on this episode, night four, we're back in the B block. Shingo is taking on Yano. Shingo blocks a low blow, but Yano backslides him for a two count. Shingo follows with chops. Yano shoves Shingo into the ref. He tosses a chair to Shingo, and then he pulls the Eddie Guerrero, where he lays down like he's gotten plastered with the chair. Bushi arrives. He distracts the ref. We get a chair shot, followed by the 
pumping bomber, and Shingo gets the win. Um, I liked I, I like that it was short and fun, and I was really happy that Bushi came out and helped like Shingo win because he needed that assist. Too bad Rocky couldn't help him, but uh, but Rocky promised not to get involved in matches, so he couldn't help Yano in that situation. But I love that Yano's sneaky shit backfired on him, and Shingo got the win. So love it, love it, love it. After last year's little uh, fiasco where uh, Sonata put him in the paradise lock and nobody could get him out. Yeah, I think <laughs> it would be best if Rocky just stayed on the in the commentary booth this year. Exactly. Yeah, good win for Shingo. Good help with Bushi just to give him a little bit of assist. Yano doing what Yano does, making people look great in the process, making me laugh. So. Move on to a much serious matchup as Goto takes on Juice Robinson. A lot of history between these two guys. Juice Robinson has been the, you know, under young boy of Goto in a sense. So Goto's taken a lot of interest in Juice Robinson. So here's a chance for the student to get another chance to go up against the teacher. Goto has a victory over Juice Robinson in their previous matchup. Goto counters the Pulp Friction only for Juice to cradle him for a two count. Goto counters the left hand of God and they trade headbutts. The left hand of God followed by the Pulp Friction gets the win for Juice Robinson. It was a really good match. It's, it's nice to see Juice getting some wins after last year's like Tough going where he took a lot of losses and then was a transitional champion as U.S. champion. And, I mean, like, Goto and Juice don't be having no whack matches. This is just an established thing in New Japan. They have really good matches. This is just another case of it. And now Juice, Juice and Goto are tied up overall 2-2 two to two in singles matches. That, that advantage that Goto have on Juice, that's just over with now. They're on equal grounds. The only thing that Goto has on Juice now is the fact that Juice has never beaten him in a title title match. That's the only thing I have on him. And he probably will beat him at some point in the title match. But right now, the series tied up. Great display by Juice Robinson, proving that he is a major player in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was very emotional, very intense in the match, and it allowed him to get the victory over Goto. I really like this new aggressiveness by Goto. It looks like he definitely is rejuvenated after spending some time in California. New focus yep. and his matches. He's definitely two for two in this year's G1. Mm-hmm. Next up, John Moxley. He takes on Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb teases a German suplex to the floor, but John Moxley fights it off, and Cobb clotheslines Moxley back into the ring. But as while Cobb is trying to enter into the ring himself, John Moxley hits the knee trembler, followed by the draping Death Rider, and Jeff Cobb is defeated by John Moxley. 
was a wild match, but I liked it because you need to have different flavors, and that's what the one thing that you're really good at in this tournament. They don't want you having the same type of match back to back. So have you have your matches have different vibes and different energy, and you can have like a really good show. Like this is a good match, and I got nothing, no complaints against it. They could have been even better with more time, but hey, what the hell? It was still a dope match. Jay White, he faced Ishii in our next matchup. Ishii hits an enziguri and a sliding lariat for a two count. Jay White counters the, bl- the brain buster, but Ishii counters the blade runner into a flatliner. The lariat follows for a near fall. Then we get the brain buster by Ishii, and Ishii picks up the win over Jay White. This was a cool match to see, like, like Jay getting the type of brawling fair that Ishii is known for. And I like the counters that Ishii had for, like, Jay shit shit. So, I mean, I did not expect to start the tournament that Jay would be 0-2. But I can't, that's part of the fun of watching G1. You think you have these expectations, how things are going to play out, and then it's just, nah, that's not what happened, so... Yeah, he dropped the first two matches, but it's still a long tournament to go, and he can still take take the take the block in the end. So, but yeah, man, it was cool to see him versus each other in a singles match because those contrasts of styles. Jay White, the turncoat from Chaos, along with uh, Ghetto. So this was a retribution type match for Ishii he was letting out a lot of frustrations that Chaos has had built up against these two and uh, he delivered for sure the crowd was into it definitely behind Ishii Jay White had his supporters as well but this was a very good match it was my match of the night I really enjoyed this again Ishii putting on some of the best matches in professional wrestling at this time, so if you are a fan of really good, hard-hitting wrestling, check out my man, Ishii. He's just doing it. Main, main event of night four, Naito faced off against Taichi. This is a heel fest. Who can be the biggest heel? <laughs> We're in Taichi's hometown of Sapporo, so he's in theory, should have the support behind him, but that's not always the case when Naito is in the ring. We get a ref bump. Naito fights off Kanemaru. Taichi gets the Iron Fingers, but Naito counters. He hits it into Guri in the snowplow, but Red Shoes is down. Naito drags Red Shoes over, but Taichi counters the Destino into a super kick for a two count. Taichi has the Iron Fingers. He nails Naito's, Naito with them, and then he hits the last ride powerbomb. He stacks up Naito for the pin, and, Na- and Taichi gets the win over Naito. <laughs> Yo, no, I do not believe in miracles. This, this is a weird match. I, I like it. I love it. It's not as good as their previous two matches. It's like... Nah, so. As much as I like Tai Chi and Naito, not really. I wasn't here for this main event. It was a good match. It was just, it was not. It was not 
up to their normal level. So it was it was it was good. It's not something I'm watching in, but that happens sometimes. Taichi finally brought in to play the Iron Fingers. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I was waiting for him to do that. I knew he was going to do that at some point. But he was he was holding on it for too too many months, and he was. I knew it was going to be a big situation where he used it. So yeah, got the win too. Yeah, he did. It seemed like they never got into the. I call it the New Japan main event gear. Mm-hmm. It seems like you know they kind of got stuck in like semi-main event gear <laughs> and you know there's nothing wrong with that but like you're saying for a main event in New Japan you're just kind of expecting a little bit more than what they gave us this particular time nothing wrong with the match but if they would have switched the Jay White Ishii match with this match yeah you would have been like man that was a hell of a way to close out <laughs> night four Hmm. It was an interesting way to close on night for for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna remember Jay White versus um Ishimor and and Juice's match versus Goto, and then I'll remember that main event. Right, right, right. So we've got a few people who are undefeated, Moxley, Lance Archer. They're doing their thing right now, two wins. Then we've got some people who don't have any wins at all. Kota Ibushi, Jay White, (laughs) (laughs) Naito. So it's going to be interesting to see how they come back from their deficits. And it's going to be interesting to see how the guys who have started out fast, if they can continue, uh, you know, such a a good start and see how long they can carry it. It's such a long tournament, such a grueling run to the finish. This is... uh, the second of nine matches, singles matches, so they got seven more to go. Plus all the <laughs> all the tag team matches in between as well. Yeah. So anything can happen as far as injuries and and um you know, people being pulled from the tournament, which would be just a disaster. But hopefully everybody can stay healthy and and uh not do anything too crazy. Will Osprey, I'm talking to you, uh when it comes to taking bumps. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we can get a great tournament. It looks like it's going to shape up to be awesome. Looks like every night the A block is just going to have the potential to just give you something like three or four matches that you can just be like, man, that was awesome. I don't know what was my match of the night. The deeper we get into this tournament, I'm looking forward to that. And then the B block, I think, it's going to produce two or three more very good matches that you didn't think you know, you didn't see coming as far as when you look at the lineup, like, I don't know. And then I think they're going to deliver a lot more once the action gets in the ring than probably you would expect just by looking at it on paper. So, and we're starting at this time, sir, I'll turn it over to you for shout outs. Thank yous. Final thoughts. Shout out to Mademoiselle. Shout out to West Lico. Shout out to Jupiter Jude, because Jupiter Jude always gets shots out, because that's my homie. Um, shout out to Terry's boy, because he got that knowledge. Mike Tanay of CCCFCN. <laughs> oh, man. And shout out to Don for, for everything he does. 
Thank you, Mr. Anwar Starman. Give you a shout out for joining me once again on Cast a Strong Style. Shout out to everyone who listens to the WrestleCast and Cast a Strong Style and the CSPN in general. Thank you for listening and supporting the podcast and all the podcasters that give up their time each and every week to make the network what it is. I appreciate them so much. Please support the CSPN by visiting the website, cspn.us. Click on that tab that says keep our podcast free. Support one of our many sponsors by doing some shopping. Just click on their tab. Go in, do the shopping as you normally would, and some of your purchase will come back to us. Also, you can hear Anwar Starwin's thoughts on, are you a real wrestling fan or not? Or are you a fan of one particular style or company? You can only listen to that on The Dark Match. You can find that on patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Become a Backstage Pass member. You get that for $3 a month and you'll get every episode of The Dark Match and return in every exclusive CSPN podcast or video that we have up. I think we have like over 100 podcasts and videos up. So it's definitely worth the $3 a month to become a member of our Patreon page, so please check that out as well. And so, for my co-host, Mr. Anwar Starwin, I'm Don DeLorente, and this has been Cast of Strong Style. Cast of Strong Style!